Hello, I'm Derek Wheatley and welcome to episode 82 of the Weekly Weekly Podcast. Uh, as always, thank you very much for tuning in and listening to this episode. I want to thank Ronan Brady for coming on the last time and talking about the seer wheel and all his aerial acrobatics and all those mad stuff that we see him do in the gym. And also to chat about the, the book that he has out as well. Um, uh, he's a, a very interesting guy. It was a really interesting episode. Also, he played for Roscommon GAA, so he's done, he's done loads and loads of stuff. So maybe feel fairly inadequate, but that's all right. I'm kind of used to that space. Um, if you are a new listener, actually, um, if you would subscribe to our YouTube channel, that would be brilliant. It's always very helpful. Um, I'm, I'm very pleased to, to to let you all know that we are now officially a blue belt podcast. Not not a blue and a white belt, but a double blue belt uh, certified podcast. Um, very happy about that. Received my blue belt yesterday, so uh, it took me a while. It took me four years, but um, it doesn't really matter. Uh, it's a, it's all about the journey. It's not about how long it takes, and you know, uh, much more experienced experienced people than me have said that to me. So I, I can only uh, believe them. Um, but we're going to get on with uh, today's episode. I'm going to introduce my guest, who is a CrossFit coach and a neuromuscular therapist, and his name is James Crowell. How are you doing, James? Good, Dereko. How are you getting on? I'm all right. I'm all right. Uh, to, to to let people know, James is uh, is a friend of mine. We've we've known each other a few years now, actually. Yeah, good. Four, possibly Four. five years. Yeah, it's go, it goes back a bit. So um I was looking forward to this one. Uh there's a there's a lot of fun stuff in store for the end of this podcast. Uh but obviously we need to cover the, the first two questions as you normally do and then get, get into what James does. Yeah. Uh so James, the first question you're up is uh, a short history of your upbringing. It's not really a question, but a short history of your upbringing. Yeah, so I'm originally from Athlone. Um, here, born in this house, well not in the house, but lived in this house all my life. Then we moved out to Monkstown for a few years and I went to college in Cardiff. Um, went to college in Cardiff for two years, went to Australia for two years. And then when I moved back, my dad was actually renting out this house, but then the tenants were gone. So I ended up getting to move into it. So it was handy enough. Nice. Um, th- th- I never really spoke to you actually. Well, I suppose I did touch on Australia before. Um. The two, when you went over, was there an idea of living there kind of a long-term thing or was it just to be one or two years? It was just like over here, it was kind of like uh, just going out every weekend, having the crack and working and then spending all my money. And I was like, well, I just save and see a bit of words. You're not kind of like, I didn't yeah. know what direction I was going. So my friend Mark McBride was out there and he had an apartment and stuff and he gave me, um, he was like, sure, look, you can come out and stay with me for a bit and see how you get on. And I went out with him for a few weeks. And then it was great crack, too good of a crack. So then I had to go farm work for a while, save a bit of money, and then went from there. It was a really cool experience. I'd highly recommend it. Yeah, it's funny because my uh, my younger brother went, and I think he was about two years as well over there. Um, uh, you know, he found the heat quite tough. Yeah, it is tough. Yeah, I was up in Queensland, like so, like even in the winter, it was like 21, 22 degrees. Mm-hmm. It was really, it was cool. Like, but like everyone says, it's like you go over and it's unbelievable. But like with social media, like I could be on the way to work in the building site. And I'd take a picture of the beach. I'm like, oh, today's going to be unbelievable. <laughs> Best day ever, beach. But I'm really on the way to work and still working. Eight yeah. hours. So in, in, the, like, in the heat. Social media thing makes it out to be better than this. It is really good on your days off. Yeah. You're working. Like, it's like a working holiday visa, not just holiday visa. Yeah, that's fair enough. And like, uh, you've, you've got a fairly large family, don't you? Yeah, I have three sisters and one brother. And yeah. then I have at least... 16 nieces and nephews yeah that's the... now, i just had a baby so yeah and children if you want to say yeah um actually you want to touch on that because james as he's just mentioned himself and his partner linda had a baby how many weeks ago just gone three weeks i think and yeah. jamie is her name jamie yeah jamie lily crowell how has it how has the first three weeks been yeah it's been um it's been mad like you know it's not much different like to be fair linda's doing most of the work to be yeah. honest at the start like so she's been really good during the week when i get up for the morning class and so she's been doing the night fees and changes and all that and then at the weekend i kind of take over friday saturday sunday and um yeah it's like little things like normally you mean her just go up to bed or ever watch netflix chill mm. and you wouldn't think about anything like you're only going to bed now it's like the is the change and stuff upstairs and stuff and it's like we locked the back door is the back living room is everything and then you just go down again and you're kind of like double checking everything whereas before you never really cared it's just like you know like, 
it sounds it sounds like to me like uh, actually we were speaking to I was speaking to Ronan last week about this that when he was getting ready for a game in the, in the for Ross Common say, and yeah. he'd be thinking about like oh did he does he have a spare pair of laces you know all these kind of little tiny things that would bring on anxiety and yeah, yeah. that's what like what you're describing is, is is what to me anxiety would be without a baby obviously but yeah, with yeah. the idea that er- is everything you know good and you're always there's never yeah. a kind of time when you can just rest. Yeah, and then when you're t- like when I done a few nights, he's like, you're not really sleeping, and like mm. just say she's beside the bed, and every little noise, you're like, what's going on? And you're like, you're back for a second or two, and then you're like, shit. And then like she breathing, and you're over, and then you're checking her, sticking her ear to her chest, and you're all, and you're like, it's fine, it's fine, go sleep. But yeah. you don't kind of semi sleep. You're not really sleeping. Like, yeah, and then like, and how how's Linda doing? Yeah, Linda's really good. Like she. She's flying through. She talked to it really well. Like yeah, before and all that. Like during pregnancy, she was really good. It was long pregnancy and stuff. Like the labour part, and she was like, oh, like kind of nervous and stuff. Mm. But then, um, soon came out and all. She was flying. She just Talk just natural. Yeah, maternal yeah. instincts kicked in. Now oh, that's great. And then, so when did you first become aware of uh, mental health, James? Yeah, like I like when I was a teenager and stuff, you know that I never really thought, of it, you know what I mean. I never like, I like that the like the most extreme like if you hear of someone like killing himself or something, but I never thought that as a mental health. I thought like that was a one-off thing. Was, oh, he had a really bad day, or might finish with a girlfriend, or couldn't pay a mortgage. Just one thing. I never mm. thought like people could have this for like depression for years or stuff like that. I never, I just never had any education. And it seems in the last five years with everyone like doing stuff like Darkness Into the Light, like you with the mm. podcast, raising people talking about now, like I know like close friends and people and stuff like that that have anxiety or depression and stuff. And I just like, I don't know if it was never there before or people weren't talking about it as much, you mm. know, obviously people are talking about it now. So it's a good thing, you know, anyway, but it's, um, it's mad to think because years ago it was like, I don't know if there's more people with it or it's the like, same, but no one was talking mm. about it. Yeah, it, that's hard, that's a hard one to judge, isn't it? And like, we, like I've got about maybe ten years on you. We won't we won't count out exactly how many years, but we'll say ten years. Uh, we round it off. Um, with uh, yourself and your group of friends, would you be all right talking about? It? Would would you be comfortable if if you were having some sort of problems with maybe anxiety or something? Would you talk about your, to, yeah, to your friends? I remember one of my close friends. I hope he remembers this. Like, I, like this is when I didn't really know much about. It. Like, he was talking mm. about depression or so, and I actually said one time because I thought it could be a one-off thing. So I was like, man, if you ever thought of doing anything or that, we just go to the credit union, get like as much money as we can, and we go to Vegas, and then you'll be fine after that. Yeah. Thinking it's just like. That bad day, yeah. that's the thing. Not thinking, well, if you go for a mad weekend in Vegas for a week, it's probably going to be worse when you come back. Yeah. And I, I didn't know, like, like send them on to someone or talk and mm. see how, what's the process, that, right? Where do we go from here? Who do we talk to? What do you need to do? You know, that kind of. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I've never had any education on that. Still, like, I'm always like, yeah, I'll talk to someone in that. But I'd be like, right, if I was talking to someone, I wouldn't know what to do I'd be like right what's the steps what do you think we should do should you talk mm. to your GP should you talk to a psychologist who do you go to first you know what I think so this is kind of a learning experience for me as well well I think that's interesting as well James because I, I think a lot of people are like that and it's not even you know uh, um an age thing or an age demographic or whatever it could be you know we could be i could be talking to you it could be talking to someone in their 60s or whatever and they might still say the same thing is they don't know what the steps should be to help yeah, um, yeah. people out you know and it isn't like that's usually important and it's kind of one thing that you know when i've had people on like professionals in 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 that uh kind of space that mm. we have i haven't really talked about it in that sense of like where if someone was having troubles what what are the steps for someone who who may not know or may not have experienced yeah. it before and that that's important and it's probably something that you know i really need to look into kind of covering the next time I have a, a you know a therapist on just yeah. to say but how you deal with that initial, uh, you know, conversation with somebody who's having troubles. Oh, definitely. Especially like for me, because I'm like, of course I'd be, or like even now say to any of my friends, of course you can talk to me and all that. But it's like, right, we have a talk. It's like, where do we go after a talk? Like, mm. do we make, we need to make a plan or see how we are? It can't be just like, oh, how are we feeling? Yeah, bad. This happened. Right? Oh, look, but sure, look, man, you're better than that. Look, you're grand. You're going to be all right tomorrow. Because mm. if they came out and talked to you like that, 
and like obviously lads as well lads are like yeah we're always like our ground you know kind of yeah so it's like right you need to kind of set a plan right right we ring the doctor now or ring whoever you talk to like samaritans or whoever it is i'm not sure yeah house well, and then set up a plan rather than just like oh yeah look man don't worry about that you're right yeah, and what's, that's a real loud thing, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. And what's good about that as well is that there is, uh, like you said, the last five years, there has been more stuff out there and there's been more uh, of... Uh, more celebrities, uh, the likes of yeah. and stuff like that, and came out talking. And like, yeah, and that helps an awful lot. Like, And people are very... People can be a bit cynical about the celebrity side of things, but it's... I don't know if there's much, you know... Yeah, I can see that. People are yeah. like, how can they be depressed? They have loads of money. Like, that's yeah, all and it's but a bit... It's, it's kind of like... They probably had a goal for years to be mm. like, this is all I want. This is what I need. Once I get to that point, I'm I'm fine. Mm. Then you get to that point, and they're still not happy. Like yeah. Tyson Fury and stuff like that. Like, yeah. When he won the belt, then he went, he's like, oh, sure, I have everything now. What do I do now? Yeah, like, uh, yeah, we talked about, like, having goals and stuff, and we're going to actually talk about it on this podcast as well, and, and the idea of, uh, you know, what's next after that. Like, it doesn't have to be uh, all or nothing kind of a situation, yeah, you know. Exactly. Yeah. M- map it out a bit but um have no end goal like like three weeks yeah. back be fine because no yeah. up and down the whole time you're yeah. never like training like us training like you're flying it for three weeks and then there's nothing on and you're two weeks off like yeah. baby, you're back into the same shape i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah but right let's get into that though so uh, when did you because i met you through um through uh the gym obviously um yeah. and it was through crossfit when did you first come, come uh, kind of come across uh, crossfit yeah so i i started studying to be a personal trainer like i i went to first i went to university over in glamorgan in wales just outside cardiff and i studied football coaching and performance so i was like oh, sure, i want to be a football coach i was working with cardiff city academy over there and then like I was doing that for a while and then I went to Australia and I was like, I like, I like that, but I want to do, I want more. Like, you know, like, anyway, it's coaching. You can just do your badges and hair, like with the FBI and you're fine. Like. So then I was like, right, I want to do a PT course. And then actually halfway through the PT course when I was doing it, I went into the CrossFit gym. because I wanted to see all different sports, see what's good. And then when I went into the gym, I was chatting to Martin. I was friends with um, his friend, Alan Cornett in Australia. And he was like, oh, how did you get on? Just talking and talking what I was doing. And then, happened to be that night that one of the other coaches in the gym walked in to Martin and was like, look, I'm having a family. I was doing, he was busy with work or something. He couldn't coach anymore. So Martin gave me a text the next day. He was like, look, how would you, you want to come down for a chat? Any interest in the CrossFit? What do you think of it? And then literally just because he, I just happened to go in there and that day I got into it through him. Uh, so the coaching came before you actually kind of started doing it yourself. Yeah. So like, I, yeah, I didn't. I did like a few classes, but not in the gym with Martin. And I knew about it. I watched a lot of the games and stuff. Like I liked, I was interested in it. Yeah. Like I liked the Olympic lifting and all that. But um, I was getting into coaching and I wanted to see all different parts of it. Like, you know, powerlifting, bodybuilding, CrossFit and that. Like. So then I went into the gym and just by chance, Martin was like, here, what would you think about coaching this? And, stuff like that. and went from there. Just yeah. Started. But then, so, like, I suppose going back then, what interested you in becoming a co- coach? Was it, like, the football side of the coaching in the, in the first place? Yeah, like, because, like, in school, like, I never really had much interest in, like, mm. any other subjects. Like, I really like geography, but, like, I was like, I'm, I don't want to be a geography teacher, you know what I mean? Like, I was yeah. always sporty, and then I used to really like football. And then when we got older with the lads and stuff, I came more about girls and out at the weekend mm. and getting up for matches which was a shame. But then after coaching in Cardiff City Academy, and I was like coaching, they had like three tiers to their academy. They had like the lowest tier, just say. Like just say under 11, says three, every age group has three tiers. Hmm. And at the bottom tier, if you play well for six weeks, you get up to the second tier. And at the second tier, if you play well, I think it's like six or 12 weeks, you get like a three-day trial with the top tier. <laughs> and like it's so even to get into the top tier, I was coaching the boys just under the top tier. And they were ridiculous. Hmm. And like I was like, because uh, I used to always like oh, I love football, I play football. And then when I seen them eleven year olds, I was like, sure, I'm never going to be playing football. I'm never going to be as good as these lads. Yeah. Class. So I was like, you know what, coaching's probably the right step for me. Were you like, uh, so that was your thing in football? Or sorry, in school then was was football? Yeah, I used to just like soccer and just yeah. any general sports, like like swimming. Like we used to go every summer. Like I live right here down beside the White Bridge and stuff. In the summer, we'd we'd be jumping off the bridge all day and swimming up to the. Two carriageway bridge, and we'd be jumping off that all day. And 
Yeah. <laughs> just having like anything sporty. That kind of were you, were you like, cause uh, you know, there's the whole thing of um, when you're in school, uh, I still like, I, I went to school in swords, but I still remember the good players names, you know, of, of oh, from yeah, the school. Always, yeah. Yeah. No, I wasn't definitely, I wasn't one of those lads. No. Were, were you middle tier? What, 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 t- if we could have go for three tiers, like you're talking about. It was average, average. Like, okay. Mi- mi- middle tier. What, what position did you like? Um, when I was really young, I used to like up front because my age group, I just slotted in to like the one that's like, you just get into it, you know what I mean? Mm. So I was a little bit taller, so I used to play up front and doing well. Then after a while, it started to get slower and fatter, so I had to come back down the positions. <laughs> yeah, that's the, the age old uh, thing. To, like centre mid and defence, then centre back, then right back. Declining like, as the time went on. And goalkeeper. Then. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I played for, uh, well, I say I played. Um, I was part of the Sword Celtic uh, team up in Dublin. And, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was always on the bench. And I very rarely got on. And every time I got on, the ref would, like, scold me for wearing glasses. But I couldn't see otherwise. Like, and yes, it was, you can't see what do you want me to do ref and he was like you have to get a band for the you know those glasses with the, with the elastic band going around catching yeah. each arm i was like i'm no come on You're even like Edgar Tavitz going around the pitch <laughs> Tavitz, yeah that was me but i was really bad and i used to play like i suppose right back would have been the position but the guy who played right back was worse than me and that that really is like a, an <laughs> achievement but his his uh, I don't know if it's his mother or his father knew the coach and it was of like course. yeah you yeah, not you do get a lot of that. Like, it's not right. Um, how would you actually, this is, this would be an interesting one because I, I've obviously seen you coaching and I've seen Martin coaching and Katrina. And the, you, you'd be the three coaches in there, but how would you describe your coaching style? Yeah. I'm more like relaxed, mm. like having the crack with people, like, you know, like, cause especially when you come into CrossFit and stuff, like Olympic lifting, like it's hard. Mm. Like it's not like you don't learn it in a week or two. So like, you need to just like I try and like someone do, most people starting off do about three things right so like just say you're doing a clean and you're you catch your elbows up people are doing like bent back stuff mm. so I might just go over and be like right when you're doing a clean here just all I want you to do is keep your back straight so when you catch it just keep your back straight keep your core tight something like that it's something easy so then they'll I like keep going and then they'll tip through like we do with the pipes they might tip through it for a while and then when they have that bit right I might go right next time have your elbows up every time and your mm. back straight. Yeah. You know, try and introduce it. And like most of the time we do all the stuff on the pipes. So they're, they don't even weigh a kilo. I don't think do they? No, so I wouldn't have thought. To never want to hurt yourself doing any Olympic lifts with it. Like I think, and it's part of the warm as well. So I'd like to think by the time we get near the bar or the light AKG training bar, we have the three or four things down. And then even when we get to the workout, the AKG bar is so light. So they'd be lifting two dumbbells mm. and that the other way that, they'll be fine, you know what I mean, doing the Olympic lifts and stuff like that. So I find it like, it's good like to be, because if you go, if I went straight over to you and was like, right, Derek, we're doing Olympic lift here. So I want you to boom, shrug, drop underneath, catch it in the squat, mm-hmm. look it up, elbows up, you know what I mean, three, four, yeah. five. They're like, what? You know, and even when people are in CrossFit at the start and they're getting Olympic lifting right, they're like doing it well. They're always like, looking around like, what is this I'm not like this isn't right because I always go to them look you've never done this before mm. so no matter what you do and how good you do it you're going to think you're wrong because it doesn't feel natural yeah so I'll tell you if you're wrong so don't worry you're good like, you're doing well yeah but I think like I think all three have a you know a different way of uh, you know coaching obviously but I do think that it's everybody has a, a, a kind of a good way um, with people you know, yeah, and I think that, that that's so important because there's so many people with, with going in there with, you know, carrying the weight of the world on their shoulders and stuff. Yeah, and they yeah. want it to be a release and stuff. And I think when I go in, uh, it might be an anxiety that was my problem. But somebody else is going in and maybe just want a break from their kids. You know, there's so many yeah, reasons to go in and they just want to, like, I suppose, uh, obviously be shown how to do the thing correctly, but reassured that they're like they're doing all right. And like you say, the way side of things and the lifting the bars is so technical i didn't expect it to be as technical as it was yeah. I, you know i was like okay like you lift it okay and then i realized yeah but if i lift the way i was thinking my back is going to go out immediately yeah, yeah the olympic lifts are more technical and stuff but it's so good with the training bars and the pipes mm. it's like and it's a skill as well so like when people come in and like they remember jesus i was like barely do this with a pipe and I didn't have the mobility to get my elbows up or overhead squats I didn't have 
And then after a while, they're doing it with the training bar. And then in a few weeks' time, they're adding on a little bit of weight. Like, and then they're like, Jesus, I can't even do this. I can start. Yeah. So like, it's not like the normal gyms would be going and you might do like 20 kg, four sets of 12, this tw- like loads of four sets of 12s or 10s. Mm. And you do that for six weeks. This you come in and you do like a skill and all them like skills like snatches and overhead squats that requires a lot of mobility. Mm. The movement gets better like straight away like, after a few weeks as well. Especially if you come straight from the couch or if yeah. you work long hours and you're in the office and stuff like that. So it's good to do. You just need to do it right and really progress it slowly. Especially like, because yeah. when you come into the CrossFit gym, there's a load of girls that are absolute animals and fast that live mm. the way and like I came into CrossFit at the start, I was like, should the two girls down there are lifting them two yellow weights? Sure, I should be able to do that. You know yeah. what I mean? Just think it. And 90% of the time, when you just come into the gym and you haven't done it, you definitely can't do it. <laughs> no, no, no. Just do. And it's very humbling and you need to be yeah. like, that's what the harding is as a coach. Like, it's normally like, you have to tell people, look, just stick with the bar. Don't mm. use any way. I'm telling you, you'll be happy in two weeks' time. Just get the movement going. Right? Anyway, yeah, the scale and practice is the most important part, nearly. Oh yeah, and like with when the, when you talk about overhead squats, like it's the hardest thing I find the hardest thing, and I and I got it there recently. And uh, Elaine was down the other end of the gym, and she shouted up, "Oh, that was great!" or whatever. You get real bugs, and uh, you know that I've had knee troubles for a good while, and uh, the kind of. Um, uh, what Martin has told me to do when it comes to squats and stuff to help it, it's helped an awful lot and it's taken a lot yeah. of pressure off. But even Martin said that day was like, you can't do those with any injuries, those overhead squats. You'll just, yeah, yeah, you know, slashes and all that stuff. You just get like, so I, I was, uh, you know, delighted with that. So it is all, it's the same as jujitsu. It's all just about like, you know, be patient, uh, listen to your coach. And yeah, and what you said there. about Elena, that's like one of the best things about CrossFit. Like you go in there, like, and it's like a little family. Like they, everyone gets really close. Like the amount mm. of people in the gym that met each other there that are like best friends. Like yeah. they come in at 7 a.m. class, they'll go do the wad. Could be like 20 minute AMRAP, could be in bits. You go for a walk around Monkstand after yeah. or the Saturday class, and there's loads of people that met through the gym that are great friends inside it, which is really cool. Like you yeah. really see that in the other kind of gyms. No, you're right. And and speaking of this, this is this is um what a what a flow to this podcast. I'm gonna do the advert for the gym now, seeing as though we're just talking about it. Oh, ideal. Yeah, ideal. So Fusion Training Center, Monksland Athlone, a place to train in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, kickboxing, martial arts, and CrossFit. A great atmosphere with experienced coaches and a real sense of community. If you want to join the team, find us on Facebook at Fusion Training Center or drop in for a chat. Fusion Training Center, train like a warrior. Very good. Very good today. Um, yeah, and I didn't sleep much last night. I was worried about the advert more than anything else sometimes, you know, because yeah. Mar- Martin would be on my case, James, as, as you know. Oh, um, so we had a really interesting conversation, uh, whether it was last week or start this week, I'm, I'm not quite sure, but we talked about why uh, you train and why I train. And yeah. my, I suppose when I brought it up uh, on here, many times before i train for fitness obviously uh my mental health because it helps a lot and yeah. going in and just having a chat with people like you just said like going in to chat with you chat with martin all the other people in crossfit and, and usually in in jiu-jitsu but you you yours is kind of a different approach to it um and why you kind of you need to have a goal i suppose yeah yeah 100 percent. like yeah like i i like training for like something like just say on september 11th now coming up i'm doing an adventure race in gale force west i think it's called it's like 65k or something similar to the hill see the summer kind of thing you're up and down club patrick running and all that but like i wasn't during lockdown at the start i was training doing really well doing loads of half marathons and like all right then all these races were cancelled left right and center and i was like i don't know so i was like ah sure if I don't have anything, I don't really care about training. Because I know, like, I'm not like, oh, I want to be a bodybuilder or do anything like that. So then I was just, like, chilling out doing it. But I found when I was chilling out, lying down, like, literally just watching Netflix, I must, I must watch everything on there. <laughs> uh, with the gym being closed. Like, your back, is, my back was, I never had a stiff back. My back was sore. My legs were sore. I couldn't touch my toes. My hamstrings were that stiff. I'm just not doing as much as usual. So then I figured out, I was like, why aren't I training? I was like, because I need, I normally sign up to stuff. If it's mm. a CrossFit competition, a triathlon, or whatever it may be, like so, that's why I just signed up to that race and 
I need that kind of little bit of drive to aim for something, you know, that kind of way. Yeah. And so when, like, because obviously you run and you do CrossFit and stuff like that, but what you've recently, well, you, you did jujitsu like years ago for a little while, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, small bit, yeah. And um, why, do you, why do you think, why did you get back into it? I got back into it because, like, I used to, I loved the UFC and used to always watch mm. it. And then, like, I was watching stuff. And then I'd be like, oh, look, you man doing this and that. And then I'd be like, I literally know an arm bar and maybe a guillotine. Like. But yeah. I was like, you know what I mean, talking. And then I was like, what's this other stuff or why is he doing this? And, mm. and I was really interested. And I did like jiu-jitsu, but it was always on in the evening when I was doing a CrossFit. So if I had a day, two days off or whatever days I'd off, jiu-jitsu was on. And I was like, I don't want to come to the gym my days off. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like coming to work, I think. But then I kind of got over that and I was like, you know what, jiu-jitsu is class and it's just pure, it's like problem solving. Yeah, yeah. I like the neuromuscular therapy thing. When I did the, the course, I was like, ah, sure, I know everything now. And then when I came out, I literally realized I know like just the tiniest bit. Yeah. There's always more. So yeah. then when I did jiu-jitsu, I was like, I can do an armbar. I can do a guillotine. Then I was like, I know a sweep. And I was like, all right, there's like a million other things to know. Yeah. And I was like, this is never ending. So it's kind of something cool to get into. That's really, that's really humbling as well. Because you mm. see like guys like maybe similar belts or slightly higher belts, but they're tiny, mm. like tiny lads. And you're kind of like lads like me, look, surely I'd be able to joke him. Or yeah. That's definitely not the case. Yeah. <laughs> You could you can't get near them, but but when it comes to that, like so, obviously with having a goal with CrossFit and having a goal, you know, you're, you're doing the running and stuff. Is your goal with uh, jujitsu more of a uh, just trying to solve the problems? Is that what it, it's not yeah. about competing and stuff? Yeah, like I probably like that now that I kind of I'm into it, I definitely sign up to a competition. Mm. If someone was like, "There's a competition of Christmas, like like a white belt here." I'd be like, "Yeah, definitely." Then I'm like, "Right." You can't go into that without being prepared for it. So mm. I tr- like then I, like I'd be that would kind of guilt me if I missed a session. I'd be like, yeah, why did you miss that? Now I have yeah. Because if I didn't have the competition, I'd be like, ah, look, I'll just go on Monday. Or if I miss Friday, I'll go, you know, Wednesday. You know? Yeah, and and I get you. We we've talked about it as well. It's when you do miss some uh, jujitsu for a little while, and obviously you've been you've had to yeah. do it like the last couple of weeks. It is kind of tough. It kind of gets on your gets uh, on your nerves. There's something very. Yeah, I- yeah addictive about it you know yeah because i'm like sure because martin showed me one thing where you like the gregorian thing or whatever mm. i like to say and uh he showed me one day it was just me and him in the gym and he showed me how to do it and then i caught it the next day in the next time we were rolling because no one else was doing it yeah so normally we train together so when i missed like two weeks or that and then i'm like what did they learn in the last two weeks like martin was saying there was like a sweep and someone's fully mounted and stuff like that mm. And he was like, oh, if you were in the other weeks, you would have known this one. And I was like, oh. yeah. like, shit, why did I miss them? Like, yeah, that's the thing, yeah, if you missed it. But uh, I suppose they've learned over the last while that it, they come back around. Each, each, each oh, kind of, of yeah. And, you know, and when we do have, like, because uh, obviously we do have seminars at times, and, you know, Martin is always, you know, looking up new things to, to kind of, for himself as well as for the, st- the students, you know. He's, yeah, he's, yeah. And there's so look at yeah, I even know by looking at her going into class, like there's yeah. so you could do literally the one thing for about three months and you'd still be learning stuff about it. Yeah. You know so, I mean? much, yeah. so much in that. And I was like from the outside looking in, I was like, them boys are just rolling around. Yeah. Like you don't realise how technical it is till you're like, Where was that for? How did I end up on the ground here? Yeah. What's yeah. Uh, like the t- tiniest little things can you know there might be six things to a to a submission but you miss one of them it falls apart it was a whole lot like, yeah, yeah. So i was fancy going for leg locks i was like oh yeah have a have his leg it's like no you don't you don't have <laughs> locked in it's like yeah it's it's great like that but um so actually because you mentioned there about neuromuscular therapy why did what got you into that yeah i actually because like I was doing the soccer coach and I was like, I want to be know more about PT stuff. And then when I got into that, then I was like, in injuries and stuff like that. And mm. a friend of mine, David Harrington, had done the course and he's done athletic rehabilitation therapy now as well. And I was just chatting to him about it. And I was like, look, I'm interested in doing it, but I don't want to commit to something that I'm not full in. And then I was getting rubs off him a good bit and I had different injuries and stuff. And I like every time I got a rub, I'd be like, question, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Why did you do it this way? Why did you do that? Then I'm like, all oh, right. And then, so does that mean if this muscle is, is this muscle? And then I was just like interested. And I was like, mm. Jesus, that's actually bad. And it might be like, something was like, 
lower back sore, like constantly sore. I was like, sure. And I was like, oh, like your hips are really tight. And I was like, sure, what's that got to do with your lower back? It's not there. It's like, oh, your, hip, your hips are actually, your sore. It's actually catches your lower back. It's really tight from running. And I was like, geez, that's mad. And then like different things like trigger points, like you might have one up in your shoulder that's radiating into your arm. And if you treat that, it starts pain in your arm, stuff like that. And I was just found it really interesting. Mm. Like, oh. It's, I obviously have I've talked to you about it before and I, you know, it's great to have you in the the gym, like so I can kind of ask you, uh, um, you know, if I have a knee problem and stuff. And you you yeah. can actually talk about that idea of it being, um, maybe possibly not a knee problem, maybe it being a hip problem or or a glute yeah, problem. A problem or, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I I've had like um I've uh, had a, a massage off you, and also you do the the cupping as well. Yeah, um, yeah. What? Because I, I, we, I've talked about the cupping before, but the first time you had it, right, done to you the cupping. Um, yeah. what was the experience? What did you feel? Uh, after it? like, it's kind of like pinching, yeah, like some, like kind of like a pinch. Depends, like if you how you put them on. Some people put mm. them on really because there's different types of cupping. There's like ones you see wet cupping. It's like the ones mm. where you, they put the hot thing in it, like hot wet cupping, and pull it off, and there's like blood and stuff inside. That's not like the reason. One, the one I do is like you use the air. You put it on and then um you take it off then after a while and it leaves the bruising you know mm. like you had it done didn't you yeah i i like that like because i like it as a form of like just say i'm after working on your hamstring after rubbing it out there for a few minutes and then so i'm finished with the hamstring and going onto your glute or over to your other leg i like like to put a few cups on it so like mm. they're still they're still working on that while i'm over here working and i, I like to come put cups on that one and take them off come back and rub that out maybe a bit of dynamic cupping and stuff like that on it like so it's just it's just another tool in the toolbox to help you with like it's not like the be all and end all of stuff it's kind of like it's like you all see olympians and stuff yeah. like ufc fighters and stuff like it does it does do stuff it helps but like you're thinking that one percent so them guys are like look if i got dyna- like put cups around my shoulder or there and they might be moving while the cups are on it so that's actually working that and massaging that while they're doing it Mm. that might be the one percent they're like cheers my shoulder feels better might only feel like 0.2 percent better but that's the difference between winning and losing you know for them like, yeah. anything that improves like your thought process on it makes it better helps like. yeah and i i found it to be very uh very relaxing and like even when i uh, got home after the, the session i um uh you could feel that something had been done to your back obviously and kind of yeah. something that was more than a massage we'll say but it was something like a weight off. That's what it felt like to me. There was a kind of a, a very strange, it's obviously I'd never experienced that before, you know, yeah, that yeah. kind of feeling before, but I thought it was really like relaxing and, uh, you know, the same as the massage that I got. Um, I always find it beneficial. And like you say, like if it is the, um, you know, if it's not, if you go in expecting a massage to change your life, you know, you're yeah, asking a bit yeah, too much. <laughs> but if you come out of it, like after, it, you know, if you train quite a lot, you come out after a massage and you feel like that, like the weight is lifted off. That's the whole point of it. Yeah, 100%. Another thing with that kind of things as well, like people might come in with, like a few people come in with like tight calves and stuff like that, or like they're caught, like they have a calf problem. But they're after going to the physio for the last two years on and off, their calves are always tight or just say calf something in their leg. And I was like, all right, so I get, oh, I just get dry needle and I get a rub out. It was like, and it keeps coming back. Yeah, yeah, it comes back. It's like, all right, you need to do something more. You know what I mean? Mm. Look, I can be like, look, I'll rub that out or get the trigger points or do cupping and you'll be fine for the week. But it's going to be back in three weeks, you know? So, yeah. Trying to give people the tools to be like, right, look, you're, you don't have full range of motion in your ankle there. So that could be the problem here. So I'm going to give you these series of exercises. And if you were able to improve your, ankle range of motion that might help the your calves or hip or whatever it is from keep coming back like so you won't have to keep spending that money each time yeah like you know yourself and i know myself you'd give people stuff to do and you're like 100 do them then you're like ah this stuff is boring which it is boring but if you want to save a few pound and stop constantly going in now physios if you just do the exercises for a while it should get rid of the problem rather than keep treating mm. it the pain you know like anyway yeah and like the thing about uh the thing about james like with when it comes to stuff like if you ask james like a question about something if you have an injury or when you ask about mobility because james does some uh, mobility sessions in the gym uh when uh about i think it was last week we were all in there and i was in the office talking to martin where i was supposed to be out with you uh doing the mobility stuff um and i think you can 
Keen had already finished. So uh, I said it to you and you like stayed behind. So you're always willing to help people. Like, and that's, what's great to, that's, you know, a huge part of it when it comes to you, it's, it's one thing like asking you, you know, uh, of such and such, but like, you're willing to help people like mobility wise. I've seen you come out of, of, um, uh, you know, t- um, massage, uh, uh, massages with people and showing them certain things that they need to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, like you talk about with the mobility side of things and um, depending on what the injury might be that you mentioned about it to me about the hip mobility. I have problems with my hip, hips and my groin and it's a, I suppose it's a jujitsu ju- kind of thing, but yeah, yeah. You, you, you did say that thing about it's, it's really strange why we don't do it. And I, I mean, a lot of people don't do it. If you give me a set, like a set of uh, movements for my hips and it takes like maybe 10 minutes a day, uh, why am I doing it for 10 minutes a day? You know, I'm sitting down watching TV. Why am I sitting on the ground? Yeah, just Everyone's like that though. Everyone's like, yeah. mobility can be boring. Like, but like what I try to do, because my I terrible ankle mobility and I was able to do pistol squats before. And then mm. after lockdown, I can't really do them. Can't do it. So then when I started doing the mobility with Keenan that the other day, and I re- did it for eight, like 10, 15 minutes, and then I retested, I could do it again. Mm. Just like a few minutes. And that was at the first session. So I was like, I need to keep doing these but I kind of set it as remember I was telling you like goals so I couldn't do a pistol squat so my mobility goal was like right I want to be able to do a pistol squat mm. so it was like a goal of mine to do not just I'm doing this mobility to make feel better I'm like right I want to be able to do this movement that's why I'm doing this mobility. you know what yeah. I mean? so yeah. I kind of put a goal for myself and so it made it easier for me that might help other people it might not you kind of have to try and figure out what they're yeah yeah of course and but it should like you know for me i i should just be thinking in the sense of like just not have uh discomfort when i'm doing jujitsu because i can do i can run away there no problem and there's not it doesn't affect it but it's when i obviously stretch my groins uh you know that's when it's the problem is so i just need to kind of pick it up a bit more Um, another one for you would be if you like hard to fit the bigger lads in triangles and stuff like all mm. your feet hurting you like like, right i want to be able to drill and get someone in a triangle easy rather yeah. than like pulling on my leg and you know putting hand on the shin yeah you dropped off there sorry yeah you're good you're good um do you know actually james do you would you go out and come back in if you don't mind i'll bring you, you just you've paused on my screen as well all right so leave it and come back into it yeah yeah i'll, I'll just invo- you know click uh join again and i'll, I'll add you back in yeah um, there seems to be uh, a problem with the old Zoom on my side. Last week, Ronan paused three times, but then I watched it back, and on the screen, he didn't pause for people watching. So what happened there was James paused, and then uh, I'm hoping, uh, well, I'm sure that he won't pause on, on the other end, like watching it back. But I, for the next section, I want to have him in um, in full vision because... Uh, this is going to be an interesting section of the of the podcast, something that we haven't done before. Um, uh, but yes, it will it will be uh, it'll be good. James is back. Yeah, he's yeah. here, right? So let's. This is the first time we're going to do this, right? So this this section is called educating Derek. I did. De- I definitely stole this off somebody, but <laughs> I don't. You know, what harm? You know. Yes. Yeah, now it's fun. This is this is good. This. There's, there's these figurines, right, called Funko Pop. Um, what is very good, uh, and James has been very good to do for us, is set his camera so that we can see, a hu- well, a portion of his collection behind. Um, a, a lot of people will know, look at the amount of them. A lot of people will know, uh, you know, what these are. But I guess, like, my mom or dad might know, you know, there's going to be people tuning in that won't know what yeah. it is. I've seen these in the shops, okay? I spoke to Keen about them the other day. What for you, um, uh, when you looked at them first, you thought, okay, I'm going to start buying some of these? Yeah, I think, um, I got two for a present. Like, I love like Marvel, all Marvel Mm. stuff. I love Pokemon from years ago. I love Dragon Ball Z, all anime kind of stuff. And all the Funko Pops are just like the best out of all them, you know what I mean? Certain movie moments and stuff like that. And I just got, I bought one one day and then I was kind of like, because I used to collect Pokemon cards, just saying all stuff like that. Then I bought a pop, and then I was chatting to Keen. He collected them, and then he was like telling me there's rare ones with different stickers mm. on them. Like there's ones like this. Yeah. So see, this one has a little sticker that says Chase. 
So one in six will have a sticker in six shapes. That's a limited. You can buy that for just say the same price as the other pops, but you yeah. can sell it online for more because it's a limited edition one. You know that kind of way. There's yeah. black markets all over the internet selling these lads. But okay, so this is what I learned the other day talking to Keen because I I told him we were going to be talking about it. Um, I in my limited knowledge of this um, subject, you know, would have been, maybe seen it in GameStop or, you know, a few of them in GameStop. Yeah, yeah, and, GameStop yeah. and Josh actually has four or five of them down in his house, but... Amateur. Um, yeah, absolutely, amateur. Uh, he was laughing when I told him just how many you had. I really keen yeah. But um, it was... I just thought that it was just a case of, like, why are people buying all these stuff? That they're, they're constantly making these things. They're, they're like a, a proper, you know, mass consumerism in its Yeah, its 100%. Form. But, but um, they're not like that. They're not. No, there is like um, so like, so like there is like oh, the normal ones, generic ones. They're just mm. called like I can't, just normal. Um, I can't remember. There's the chases. Mm. So the one one in six of that will be a chase. So that's a limited edition. Then there's like special edition ones. So like, see this? Yeah. See the special edition. That's like yeah. the in the dark. Doctor Strange. So that they're special editions. There's a lot less of them. And there's like... There's like... There's so many of them. For, sorry, for people who are just listening on the podcasts, like on, on Apple and Spotify, there is a there is a couple of walls behind James, but I know that's just a section of, of this collection. Yeah, the, whole, the whole room is covered, right? Yeah. See this one here. Bull Bazaar, yeah? Yeah. Slot. So that means it's like um, it's like hairy, not hairy, like you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, has yeah, a little yeah. texture to it, and that's like from the twenty twenty like Comic Con or Spring Convention. So they're a limited edition. So like, just say that one there. Like I bought that online off a guy for like 30, 30 euro, I think it was, and I went to look for some of the other day the safer ones, and they're like ninety five euro now, different prices. And there's there's an app uh, that you can you know put in your collection. Yeah, put in your collection and see how much it's worth and stuff like that. Yeah. Have you ever done that? Yeah, I have it there. I have like I only went have like I have like a hundred and fifty in the app, but I have about four hundred. Four hundred of them. Yeah, I'll tell that you. Is... Like I'll check my app here now. I'll tell you how much. Because while you're doing that, like yeah. what I would have seen would have been, you know, uh, I remember what's the name? Walter White was one, and then there was like, Ooh. you know, the, the, there was a Joker. Obviously, was a big one, and they, yeah. they kind of. Uh, uh, Josh had a couple. Now, don't ask me to remember what it was, but it, they were kind of specialized to him, you know. And I think yeah, a lot yeah. of a lot of people will have maybe a handful of them, and it'll be a sense of like someone who really likes Breaking Bad. Someone will have bought them the Walter White one. Yeah, hundred percent. Or like it's all that wall there. That's all Linus. That's all Harry Potter. Oh, is it? Except for the bottom, there's Game of Thrones in the bottom. Like, you get bigger ones as well. Like one of this ones out of the box. Like do you remember? I don't know if you watch Harry Potter the Dragon. I do remember the Dragon. Yeah, yeah. Thing, yeah. So. So Linda, raised my shoulder collection office. Yeah. What, 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 was Linda collecting them before you got together? We had one or two before right. me, and I think I had one or two as well. And then we kind of got into it. We kind of went into overdrive and lockdown. I'm after checking my app there, right? So yeah. I have 83 items in my app, and they're worth 1,200 euro. Jeez, and that's only 83 of your 83, and there's about 400 of them there. Right? But that's the thing about it, James, though. Like, it, it, you showed us some there, the kind of, you know, the rare ones, special edition. You you wouldn't sell them, though, would you? No, I would. Like, well, if, uh, if we have to pay for the old college for the kid, we might have to sell them. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie's after Trinity after this. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, Maybe even primary school. <laughs> Do you know what's so funny about Because I mentioned, uh, mentioned it before, I think. Um, I collect bookmarks. And people go away and they buy me bookmark. Oh, class. Yeah, and, and the funny thing about it, like, and it's it's probably ties in with this a little bit, the fact that the book, if I have two books on the go, I use the worst, most tattiest bookmarks I have. I never use the good ones. They never come out of the drawer. You yeah. know, this is, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's such a, it's collecting is such a strange thing and it's just specific to the, the person who does person, it. Obviously. Yeah, it's yeah. like, remember the old call cards, people collect with mm. them or pogs. Yeah, and yeah. Stuff. Like people, you just get like, a, like it used to be like Pokemon cards and stuff are generic. But like these Funko Pops seem to be like popular enough now. Like, but 
there's like just say there's a real generic one but there's loads of them like I don't know like Spider-Man or something yeah but just say they get the license to make that for two two years once that license is over then that becomes vaulted so they don't mm. make any more there could have been millions made but like I got like real old X-Men ones there like kind of came out at the start the real old versions hmm. and they were vaulted so they were like expensive because they don't, they're not making them anymore and they have a list of the vaulted ones right. they have it like they obviously have it designed where they make them exclusive you know that kind of oh, like yeah. you have ones if you go to Comic Con they'll have a sticker and it might be like Monsters Inc. Sully it might be there's only 121 of them made in the world and like they might be like 1200 to buy like at Comic Con it might be only like Fifty dollars, but yeah. like after that Comic Con, it could be like twelve hundred stuff oh. like that. And do you know what I'm going to do in honor of this conversation? I am going to buy one, and I'm going to. Uh, who? Yeah, you know, I am. No, honestly, I'm going to buy one. I'm going to put it. I've got some like you know things that are specific to the podcast on the desk here, like a mug and things like that. Yeah. And I'm going to have it on. I'm going to have to pick wisely, you know, and I'm going to have to have a look yeah. through. But Take I your think, time. I'll get yeah. I, I, yeah, I think I think just in honor of this conversation. Now, listen, we're going to be talking about some more things. And I'm not going to buy everything, but the Funko Pop thing, I think it'd be a nice thing to have on the desk. You mentioned Pokemon, right? Yeah. Before I got to know you, I saw something. I think you had, was it a hat that you had on or, or you know, I can't remember what it was, maybe a pair of socks or something. Yeah. And I was didn't really know what it was about. There we go. There's a Pokemon hat that James is wearing for people yeah. who can't see. Very colorful. Very bright. Very colorful, bro. Um, it's, uh, and I, I looked at it and I was kind of like looking for an explanation as to what it was because I don't yeah. know much about Pokemon. Now, listen, this is probably the fact that I'm 10 years older than you, you know, as well. That Oh, yeah, you missed you know, out on that stage. I missed the bow. Yeah. Um, what was it about Pokemon? Was it something, is it just something that you grew up with? Yeah, like it was mad. It kind of happened, like I think it happened to everyone in my primary school and most people I talked to, like it came out like the 90s and it was on like before school when you went in I used to watch it in the morning but the same episode was on after school and I used to watch that one as well but um, yeah everyone was collecting the stickers or cards and just everyone had them mainly the stickers at the start but then the, the Pokemon Game Boy came out mm. and everyone was playing the game and you could trade your Pokemon with other people and one game had a certain amount in the other game so you had to use a link cable between the Game Boys to yeah. swap with people like they made it real like so you'd have to buy both games. Basically. Yeah. This is actually, I actually have it here. The game by color. Look at that. Pokemon Red. And this, blue. They're this, the OGs. They're yeah, they, the, that's actually, that wasn't left there planned. There's it the wasn't that. No, it's, it's perfect. But uh, what? Because yeah, there's like an old Nokia 3310, all the stuff like, left there. And the, <laughs> but, but, so like, so, okay. So I get that. I, I Like I mentioned to you, the big thing when I was growing up, uh, and, and kind of the only animated thing that I was into really was was um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You know the oh, original, really? yeah, the original series. Like, but why did you? What was it about Pokemon that kind of kind of has held your attention? What's the continuing yeah. attraction? It was like it was mad. Like, because I I remember when I was younger. Honestly, I used to think I actually thought like when I I'd be like right. I actually believe in God and stuff, and I thought right when. When you die, heaven is what you want it to be. It's like mm. obviously the dream. And I thought if I died, I was going to be a Pokemon trainer. Heaven. When I was really young, that's what I used to say to my dad. It was like this is unreal. Like this, is, it was just like pure nostalgia. Like everything finished with like a good thing, and you were like treating your Pokemon well, and you were like going off to battle other lads, like competition. Then mm. it used to happen. Me and my cousin used to have the Game Boys, and we'd have the link cable, and we'd be like battling each other and be re- even in school like you'd be mad competitive like it's like the it's like the in thing for a good while and we played you know, we played conquers that's what we did yeah we, we played conquers very early and that kind of went out of fashion with the old yeah <laughs> uh broken knuckles after that but um so i want to because you've because you're wearing a baseball cap and and this this is not a dig at at anyone in particular okay but i hate baseball caps okay and right yeah. now just hear me out for a second right Josh, I always wear them. It's just I know, but Josh, Josh rolls up to the house to kind of to collect me to go training, and he has it on just to annoy me. That's oh, what I he seen him, yeah, the yeah. Day, yeah. He loves <laughs> it. He thinks it's hilarious, you know. Um, and it's not so. This isn't really a question about baseball caps. Why is it the? the uh, what's the story with the straight peak on a baseball cap? They're kind of like the snapback ones. Like they're usually like collectible and have like a, a sticker here. All oh, right. Peak of the cap. And um, this one doesn't. Have, I just um. I always wear them because, like, my hair is always flat. And yeah. I'm going bald as well, so that doesn't help. So I just, 
instead of putting gel in going to the gym every time after having on that for that I just throw on the cap like that um, it's a li- it's a mo- I like collecting because I have actually loads of them over there but it's more like it's more of a laziness thing than an actual style thing. yeah I, I was always the honest it, that's fair and I think and I, I appreciate the honesty uh, I, I when we were like growing up, I, I didn't wear them, but you know the people around me wore them, and it was always like who could bend the cap the most. Like, yeah, like, the cap. Yeah, see, they're like, the smaller ones, and kind of like oh, the right. the scanger thing where you'd have the boys have them up there like that. Yeah, yeah. Are you yeah, having no, a di- are you having to dig at my Dublin? Uh, yeah. Did you have your like tracksuit tucked in and your white socks pulled up as well? Or? Absolutely. Had the white socks pulled up to the knees. Um, but <laughs> no, I, I never did that. I did wear tracksuit bottoms, obviously. We all we all did. Yeah. I never wore the socks up to the knees because I was still grounded in, in Westmead, I think. So, yeah, yeah. you know, I you had yeah. to Westmead for a while, I don't think. Yeah, you, you get a, you got to skirt the line between the two. So why? So the nostalgia thing is obviously a big thing for you. Yeah, you know, yeah. With, with I actually, it. I watched it all again over... Um, over lockdown and then I kind of like every now and again I just come back to like a reference of it and stuff I'm just like it just reminds me of a really good time yeah. in life where everything was like all I care about was playing Pokemon you know yeah. what I mean but and what, then it was like everything when you watch it or something you're like this is just pure joy you know but what, what was of? what was the nostalgia thing that or, or not the nostalgia sorry what was the, the there was a there was a game there a couple of years ago maybe a bit longer actually but it was like you had to find the Pokemon kind of thing what was that oh, about Pokemon Go yeah that was mass. I was in Australia when that came out, right? And there was this park in Melbourne called View Park, and there was a Pokemon there. I don't know what Pokemon was. I actually didn't play it. It's like a shitty little phone over there. <laughs> and I went over, and there was like a, lo- a few of the Asian guys I knew went down. There was literally about 1,500, 2,000 people walking around looking for this Pokemon in the park, oh like God. on their phones. Two pe- Some people had two or three phones, you know, like going mad around the park. I like, I was madness. Like, it, it was. It was it like what was funny about that was like you'd see it on the news like someone had walked yeah. into a river because they were yeah we're in a Pokemon go you see it like Melbourne in the middle there's like a river going through as well you'd see a lot of the guys a lot of the Asian guys Japanese lads and you and that they were mad into it. so like they might a Pokemon might appear like one o'clock at night and they just mm. get up and they go down the road They're like it's around wow. here somewhere and you have to walk to a certain park or there's a gym or something yeah to find it like I didn't I never actually played Pokemon Go. Now. But what what was the like? Was it just? I suppose it's just like a game. You get points for for collecting. Yeah, like so. There's a certain amount of Pokemon, and you want to like like when I when I watched it and kind of stopped watching. There's 150 or 151, and like certain type beats another type. So you need to catch the ones with the other one. You're only allowed ever battle with six, so right. you want to have them all caught so you can swipe them. Top. So if I knew you had like loads of rock type i'd want the water type to be the rock type that's how it kind of works yeah so uh, obviously um i want to james thank him for participating in the first episode of educating derek Uh, but uh, no that was good that was interesting because i uh, you know all these things are um you know even with rick and morty and things like that that's another thing that you know i know you're really into that i know uh, josh likes it uh, john likes it you know a lot of people tell me that it's it's really good and it's always just the the my dislike for for um for animation you know yeah, I, I but i was i'm kind of like you i was like like i love pokemon and i wear pokemon hats and then i might see some fella with a dungeons and dragons top like, <laughs> look at that nerd over there like, yeah, yeah he's probably saying the same thing about me you know what i mean like it's well, just kind of like if he watches this podcast he definitely is <laughs> yeah yeah 100 percent. you know what i mean you're like you're like you have the things you like and stuff and you're yeah like, why does that happen I do be the same. I see someone like, why do they like that? That's shit. But they might love it the way I like Pokemon. Oh, look, I do it all. If I see some, if I see someone my age in a Marvel t-shirt, I'm like, what is his problem? Yeah. Or it's like, <laughs> I actually have the Marvel t-shirt. Well. No, but but you're not my age. You're all right. But yeah. it's that it's that idea of you're right though. It's like oh, it's, it is. It's just it's, what you. I'm yeah. always like that. Look, I'm, yeah, and I like you know people would if they. Well, I don't. I used to always wear like. Like band T-shirts and stuff like that, and people yeah, are yeah. probably saying the same thing, and that's and that's fine. And and this is where uh, things might t- take a turn. But um, you're a, a big Manchester United fan. Oh yeah, boy. <laughs> yeah, boy. Um, so going into the, I'll just have a bit of a conversation with you about it. Really, um, going into the new season, a very very strong looking side team, starting eleven anyway. Um, yeah, starting eleven for sure. What yeah. would you say? to me if I said that they're in with a very good show for the league I'd be like if they were like Liverpool when Liverpool won it as in like 
they don't get many injuries. Yeah. Like you've seen what happened to Liverpool when they got injuries. Like mm. they, they went to bits like just Liverpool league there as you go. Um <laughs> no, like I'd lo- I'd like I'd love to see it in that, but like everyone is like like you win three games and I think they're really bad. City lose one game and they're like they're shit. But really yeah. like City's second team is still better than most people's mm. first team. And like I still don't see fire by them. Chelsea look good as well. So it's, it's hard to say like Obviously, I want United to win, but I don't, yeah. I don't want. I'd be realistic as well, like, and and I think I I I would honestly put Chelsea as favourites at the moment because of Lukaku. I think he's unreal. I think he will be unreal. Yeah, he'll be yeah. fast. He just scores wherever he goes. It's just that right. Yeah, and but I think like going going back to United, I think the thing about United, like when I was growing up, it was Arsenal United. You know, yeah, just all the time. Just I really didn't like them because you know you, uh, the rival. And you don't like your main rival. Yeah, sort of you know. Um, and you know, I used to, I used to admire them. They were unreal. The brilliant team to yeah. watch. Uh, some unbelievable players at the time. And you know, the, Arsenal. They were better than Arsenal in the sense that they they'd win two or three, and then Arsenal would one, and then yeah. they'd go back in that kind of form. But it was kind of always push and pull, kind of with the two of them. Yeah. And yeah. like, what I'd love to happen this season would be for the four, you know, main teams to be in it till the last few weeks. Yeah, yeah. That would be unbelievable. If, it it if there's happen- any time it was going to happen, yeah. this time around, because all the teams, they all spend money. They all have savage, like you're not getting into the teams unless you're really good. Like, yeah. And so whoever does the little bit of smart business and or whoever has a player that comes through the academy, like if Tottenham hold on to Kane, mm. stuff like that, that's what makes it like, that's what makes it interesting. It could be anyone this year. Like. Yeah, and uh, what I think is an outstanding piece of business is Varane at United because um, he was he was France's best player in the 2018 um, World Cup when they won it. I know Pogba, everybody talked about Pogba and Pogba was unbelievable, but I honestly thought Varane didn't get enough uh, appreciation. Yeah, the defenders never get enough. Never you're get right, yeah, you're right. And I heard someone talking about it on the... On, what was it on? Something on YouTube the other day, but it was a proper pundit, like an ex-player saying that uh, Varane won't, he won't fit in. He's slow. He's probably the quickest centre back in the world. Jesus, it's so I, I, it's baffling. Some well, like you, when you're getting paid to comment on stuff, like if I go, oh yeah, Varane's a great player. He won the World Cup, great time. Mm. Like it doesn't get the clicks or anything now. It doesn't get people have yeah. to be like, ah, well, is he that good? You know, like kind of pose the question to you, making out that they don't like him or right? Yeah, like I've I spoke about this uh, to you before, and like I've slowly lost interest in it. Like you know, I still follow the scores, and I don't I don't really watch the matches that much anymore. I don't have the channels like for that, but I I kind of slowly slowly lost interest in it. And I I don't know if that's to do with the the quality of the football or the quality of my football team. You know, it could be it could be a bit of both. Yeah, but you're going from like the 90s when Arsenal were mm. unbelievable. Like watching, like, because I remember, because I went through a phase on Pro Evolution where I picked Arsenal because Henri was just so good mm. that when you got the ball, you were guaranteed to score. Yeah. Putting, <laughs> putting in from the left, you knew what he was going to do. Yeah. He just scored. So it was the same in the game. And they were class for that few years there. It's, it's like, it's hard to see when it goes. Like, so you see when United, like, were under like Van Gaal and that, they were going down. It's, it's hard to watch some. You don't mind losing when, like, like Solskjaer has, like, so many 5-1 wins and stuff like that. Like, you don't mind when you're losing when, like, some games are on such a high. If you lose one or two, you don't mind because the football's better than your attack. Yeah. But this crack when you're going, like, United under Mourinho or that, you'd get all the way down to the corner flag. You'd be there. And then they'd come all the way back to the goalkeeper. And then they might go up the other side. Then they'd yeah. come all the way. Just that shite. Like. Yeah, it's it's wearing. It's a, and I think... um. You know, there's a lot to say for for a, a, and I guess what I just mentioned there, there's a lot to say for a more open, competitive league. You know, and I'm not talking about Arsenal are not going to compete, but I'm talking about those four uh, of the big teams, and even throwing someone like Leicester in there who are, yeah, you know, and West Ham as well, and yeah, Everton, like them boys are all better now. You, you're not, you don't go to these teams now and guaranteed four 0 win. Like yeah, now it's like you have to earn your win. Yeah, and you want like that. That's what might you know kick start me into into kind of watching it a bit more, and, and you know not uh, counting on Arsenal to do you know as well as they used to, but definitely having an enjoyment in watching all the other teams playing yeah. well, just playing good football. Like sometimes that's all I want to see. I don't. Yeah. Not, Especially it Leicester, like yeah, yeah, like that. Like you love to see that stuff. 
Oh yeah, punching above their weight, and they 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 have been for for uh, for a while now, even winning the FA Cup last year. It's just, yeah. it's you know they're they're kind of my second favorite team, I suppose now, um, and I definitely would like uh, Arteta sacked and Brendan Rodgers to go in. But anyway, that's that's I'm a not good gonna, shout. That is a yeah, good shout. The, uh, I, he's not going to leave Leicester for Arsenal. But yeah, you know. why would he go to a smaller yeah. team? No uh, Okay, that's the end of that conversation. <laughs> uh, no. So I suppose we've covered a bit of this, uh, James. But what do you like to do in your spare time? Spare time, um. Well, I used to like to travel a bit, and uh, the corona and with a baby, it's uh, yeah. very unlikely. But um, yeah, I like getting into training and stuff. Like when we have something on, hmm. like just say this adventure race or like CrossFit competitions are coming up again. I haven't really trained CrossFit properly during the lockdown, so I'd really like to get back into CrossFit and probably Jiu-Jitsu. Hmm. They'd be the main ones because like a lot of the long running and that takes up a lot of time. Yeah, where you could like. Do a session across the session straight after it'd be grand, but like yeah. when you're going doing 18k runs and stuff like that, it's... yeah, that that's fair. Like it does take quite a while. And uh, what uh, you mentioned Netflix, and then you mentioned you watch a lot. Like, what would be your because I know if I speak to say Martin and he's been on this podcast and talked about like true crime would be his kind of thing, yeah. Do you have a particular kind of thing you like to watch? I love in? true stories, like true right. stories that like that Night Stalker, Richard Ramirez, yeah. Thing. Like, I never even heard of that before, that documentary. I liked, like, true stuff that happened. Like, or, or what I started watching a lot recently is podcasts with the gangsters, like Sammy the yeah. Gravano and Michael Francesi, stuff like that happened in the 80s with the gangs and all that. Yeah. I'm worried about that. I'm worried about yourself and Martin. I'm worried that there may be some sort of a syndicate run out with Fusion at yeah, some point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and some, there'll be some hits, and I'm very worried. Like, and all the other businesses around the place. Yeah, I'm worried I'd be on uh, Martin's hit list. Do you got? Ah, uh, yeah, I'd say you'd be up there now. I'd say you could be. I'd be, I'd be up there. I'd, you know, well, yeah, because we we like to have some like a back and forth. I think is the best way. But you need a bit of back. You do, and I, I and I enjoy it. But um, uh, well, yeah. The well, yeah, there's it's the kegster, should we say? Yeah, he's um, yeah, he's a, he, where? Uh, no, I won't. I won't say it. But um. <laughs> No, I'll leave him. I'll ask. I'll ask him when I see him. But um, the lads are obviously off to actually uh, Vegas um, to compete. I didn't mention this before, but uh, Martin uh, um, is Martin going to compete. Is Keane going to compete, or is he going to? No, I think he's going to support. Well, and Vinny's going com- to support. He might compete in like a local jiu-jitsu tournament, right? Yeah, and Martin's competing in the Worlds, which is amazing. Martin got a couple of stripes on a, on a, a couple more stripes in his purple belt last uh, last time he was in the gym, which is you know crazy. So he's you know going towards his brown belt. Yeah, um, it's crazy when you can see like when even like me being a white belt and like you being a blue, like the levels is that yeah. it's, it's outrageous. Like it's when you see other people do it, it's not impossible. You see, look, there's a line. Put the time in, you get like yeah. If you put the time in, you get might be. Sooner it might be later, but you will get it if you put the time. In. Yeah, no, for absolutely, and like you have to be patient. It shouldn't be, you know. Oh, I com- want it by the twelve. Yeah, it's now. like compete. Oh, that's great. That'll improve you an awful lot. But like, um, you know, don't be thinking about don't the belts. Yeah. yeah, but the but, thing is, in jujitsu, it's not like like fighting or stuff. Like I'd love to do like an amateur MMA fight and stuff like that. But like jujitsu, there's no fear. Like mm. like someone loses all the time, but it's just like, all right, you won. Yeah, there's you no tap, harm yeah. Yeah. and there's no shame and like you're kind of like jesus this guy's after getting me and that that was really cool yeah. how did you do that you know that kind of thing like, yeah no you're right and it's when you lose it's kind of enjoyable as well yeah and it's like it's that's the reason i did it i wasn't going to go and do kickbox and get kicked in the face when i was what 35 when i started there was no way i was going to start but i was going to ask so in a different in a different lifetime would you have been one of the lads going over to vegas uh, the Vegas, yeah, yeah. I I definitely would go to Vegas um to watch a UFC or something like mm. that. Yeah, I wouldn't like I wouldn't go to a different country to compete in something. Yeah, unless it was like a local thing, like a beginner thing or something. You know? Yeah, I would like I'd go to England for CrossFit or something if I was really into it. But um, if I was going to Vegas, it'd be to have fun. I wouldn't need to compete. Yeah, so like I could see you, Honestly. I could see. You. I could see you going with the lads and like letting Martin compete, and then you just having a, having the the crack oh, with Vinny and Keane. Like I'd be in the casino. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even go the, to the competition. Uh, you'd be in making a show of yourself in the casino. Hundred yeah, percent. <laughs> in winning all the money back, yeah. and then if I lose it, I put more money to win it back because that always works. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> and listen, if any, if anybody wants to actually get a, a some treatment off yourself, where can yeah. they find you? 
Yeah, they can find me on uh, Instagram, it's, uh, Crotwell17. And then just my, anyone that listens to this around town, just my uh, Facebook page, like James Crotwell, and they can shoot me a message. Or even if they have questions where they're like, look, I have a pain in the front of my shoulder mm. all the time. I can't really do this. I'll send them on three exercises that might help. Yeah, yeah. And the good thing Especially about... any guys from the gym or that, they do that as it is. Yeah. Uh, it's actually, I was only doing people from in the gym recently like massages and stuff because i i wasn't fully vaccinated and i didn't want to go outside mm. the gym i just i didn't know if people do but i got fully vaccinated now and I'm gonna, from monday on i'm going to take them both yeah and, and you thing is you work out with fusion as well your your uh massage tables in there and all that so yeah it's all good so we're going to clean some of that smelly jiu-jitsu gear out there i'm going to get ready to go get some of that smelly i don't know who you're referring to and i i just to everyone but you there there we go um so uh james uh it's been a, a pleasure chatting to you on this saturday yeah, morning it was really cool thanks yeah, very much for inviting me on your podcast no thanks very much for coming on and educating Derek and uh yeah. all, all the rest of the stuff uh stick with me stick with me uh, uh close this out and i'll just get a photo with you if that's all right yeah perfect yeah cool okay so obviously i want to say uh thank you very much um obviously in regards to uh, jiu-jitsu to martin kieran and uh, sensei john francis uh you know and obviously to john for doing all the technical stuff for me although he didn't put something up this morning which i asked him to do but look oh, get rid uh there'd be weren't stern words and as soon as i got off this podcast it'd be stern words um but thanks to my mom my dad my granddad Jaron and calvin um subscribe to our youtube channel like i said before if you wouldn't mind it'd be it'd be very helpful um we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter weekly, uh, weekly, um, Spotify, Apple, Anchor, Google Podcasts, etc. Uh, as always, um, thank you very much to everyone for watching or listening and seeing that incredible display of uh, uh, funk, uh, funk pop. Sorry, um, and his lovely hat. Uh, <laughs> so, thanks everyone. Uh, cheers, James, and we will see you all next week. Take care. Bye. Thank you.